Chapter 1 Fresh snowfall glistens on the old maple trees beside the red barn. A soft layer of it clings to the tree's outstretched branches, reaching skyward. Someone once told Jane March there's something special about New England's snow. It's different from other snow. So she looks closely at the painted planks of the barn walls, at the snow-capped roof and pale gray clouds above. It's true, there's no denying it. Maybe it's the hush of it all, or the gentleness to those twirling, spinning snowflakes that seem to waltz in a wintry breeze. As they fall in front of the red barn, it becomes perfectly clear. A simple balsam wreath hung over the barn doors would do it, would say Christmas in that quintessential style that stirs the heart. She sits back for a moment before touching her brush bristles into the green paint and adding a wreath shape onto the barn wall. Overlaying a drop of water gives the delicate pine needles a sense of motion in the wind. Later, when the paint dries, she'll speckle white snow on the wreath and finish it with a burgundy bow. Done! Jane gets up carefully, still favoring her newly broken left wrist. She adjusts the sling around her neck and walks to the windows. At least it's her left wrist that's broken, leaving her free somewhat to continue her designing. Her mother set up a temporary office space in the farmhouse's sunroom, with its wall of paned windows overlooking the carriage house and field beyond. It's a spot where the deer often graze, where they blend in with the sweeping brown and green wild grasses of autumn. Outside, the scene that meets her eyes is a far cry from the December image she just painted for her latest greeting card. This window view is one of her favorites, though. This palette of gold and red and yellow October foliage, the copper weather vane on the carriage house, glinting in the sunshine. But autumn views won't help her artwork. If she's going to hold on to her job, she's got to find a way to channel Christmas during these brief weeks recuperating at her childhood home in Addison. It would really help if the vintage holiday cards she ordered would arrive. Their charm and whimsy from years gone by might inspire her to capture the spirit of the season with a Jane March modern-day twist. Not needing a repeat of yesterday's front door incident, she hurries back to the large table covered with her computer and paints and images and grabs a blank sheet of paper. In a friendly cursive, she jots hello to the mailman, then asks if he might bring the mail up to the front stoop and leave it on the milk can there. Hoping it's not too much to ask, Jane folds the note in half and heads to the door. With her good arm, she drags a brass umbrella stand over and props it in the doorway to stop the front door from locking shut behind her. Maybe those vintage cards will finally arrive today. She walks to the mailbox at the curb and tucks the note inside. Halfway back to the house, she looks over her shoulder, returns to the mailbox, and flips the red flag up. Something about the country music playing on the radio suits Wes Davis just fine. The way the singer's voice slides, it gives a sort of woeful rhythm to his stops, to the opening squeak and closing snap of the mailboxes. Until a car is idled, parked right in front of the next house and interrupting the sadness he's been channeling into song. Must be someone talking on their cell phone, pulled over to the curb oblivious to the necessary and anticipated approach of the letter carrier. Wes gives his mail truck horn a toot to move the driver along, then steers over to the curbside mailbox. He lifts a few letters from the side tray and tosses them in, 
giving the mailbox's loose door a good slam when it flops open as he puts the truck in gear. Further down the road, the truck tires thump across the wooden planks of the covered bridge. Wouldn't he love to pause right there and look out on the babbling brook beneath it?